93.7 FM, radio for the discerning listener. hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's Word. I'm starting a series that I've titled Choices. Choices. One of the certainties of life is that each one of us makes choices. Some of the choices we make are automatic. We don't think about them and we make them. But there are also choices that we make consciously. And for you to be in church today, there are some choices you've already made today and so many of them. You had to choose when to get out of bed. You know, that is a big choice for a lot of us. Uh, you, You know you are awake, but your body wants to still stay in the bed. But you had to choose when to get out of bed, and thank God you all chose to get out of bed. You had to choose when to have your bath, and I suppose that uh, it was a good choice. You had to choose to brush your teeth. You had to choose whether to come to church or not to come to church. Thank God you chose to come. Some of you had to choose which service you wanted to come to, whether the earlier one, the later one. You had to choose what to wear to church. So what you are wearing today is a product of your choice. Just look around and see whether you made a good choice. (laughs) You had to choose uh, how to behave in church so that you will comport yourself well in the house of God, whether you are coming happy to worship or you are coming moody and not participating in the service. All those choices uh, have been made. And you continue to make choices. So, you look at your life and you find out that choices are practical in our lives. And and they happen every day. And every moment of our lives, we are making one choice or the other. So, let's start with some definition of choice. What does it mean? What does it mean to make a choice? A choice is an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. An act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. So, if you have no possibility, then you're not making a choice. For choice to happen, there must be two things. There must be options, and there must be preferences. There must be options, and there have to be preferences. You have to look at two or more things, and then you have to decide which one you prefer, which one you like to do. And every day of our lives, every moment of our lives, we are making a choice, we are selecting, we are making a decision, we are looking at the possibilities facing us, and we are making responses to them. Life generally appears simpler without choices. 
Because when you have no options in life, you, you just deal with what you have to do, deal with. Uh, and, and, and you don't have to confuse yourself, should I do this or should I do that? When, when you have no option, you take what is before you. But that kind of life, simple life without options, without choices, is the life of a slave and the life of a beggar. A beggar has no choice and a slave is, is made to just do what the master wants. And I don't think each one of us or any one of us here wants to live the life of a slave or the life of a beggar. So if you want to live beyond that of a slave and that of a beggar, we have to make choices. And the choices will have to be made right. Instead of someone else choosing for us, we must make the important decisions of our life by ourselves. Now, I know that is always difficult uh, for all of us, myself included. There are sometimes you wish somebody would choose for you because making a choice can be very confusing. Uh, it, it's, it's like uh, going to the restaurant. If you go to a simple food stand, maybe to a kenke seller, kenke and fish seller, or, or to a banku seller, a banku and okra stew seller, you have no choice. When you go to a kenke and fish seller, you know that you're going for kenke and fish. So you don't go there deciding, should I eat kenke, uh, or should I eat ampesi, or should it be fish, or should it be stew, or should it be abum? No, you don't think of those things. Because for the kenke and fish seller, that is all they sell, kenke and fish. Maybe the selection you would make, the option would be you look at some fish and say, I don't like the head, I don't like the tail, uh, and make a selection. Or they give you some pepper and you say, I want more pepper. Or, or you look at the kinky, you say, this one looks very emaciated, go in again and give me another kinky. But it's still kinky. And it's still fish. So you, you don't really have much option. So it's a very simple decision. You go to the kinky seller and you buy your kinky. However, if you go to a restaurant where they, are, they have a buffet served, where there are several options, and it starts from the starter to the main meal to the dessert, and all kinds of options are there, it becomes very confusing. And you'll find when you go to a restaurant that people stand at the buffet stand a lot longer than you do at the kinky stand, because at the buffet stand, you are making a choice. There are options. And, and many times when people go to the restaurant and they have to make a choice, making a choice is so difficult, so all they do is they take everything. So by the time they go through the buffet, their plate is so heaped, and some people will heap the, heap the starter, the main meal, and the dessert all together because the choice is too difficult. And then they go to sit down and they realize they chose too much and they chose things they don't like and they pick here and pick there and leave a lot of it uneating. Why? Because choices are more confusing than no choice. But if we want to live the life above a slave, we have to make choices. And you will be faced with many options. The reality of life is that God created us to make choices. He expects us to make choices. He did not create us to live with one option in life. So the whole concept of
of the Bible. When you read the whole Bible, it's all about choices and, the, and, and, and how God responds to our choices. That is why there is judgment. Because if there is no choice, then there can be no judgment of your action. So let's start from the Bible to look at some of the important things that we can pick about choices. I'm, I'm going to read three passages in the Bible, one from Deuteronomy, one from the Luke, and the final one from Revelation. Old Testament and New Testament. And uh, we're going to look at some passages that have to do with choices. The first passage is in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 to 20. This is part of the last instructions that Moses is giving to Israel. Now, I want you to pay attention to what Moses tells them. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. I want you to note, he says, I'm setting before you life and death, blessing and cursing. It's a choice. Then let's go to the New Testament and, and let's see Jesus himself, uh, how he deals with choices. Luke chapter 22, verse 41 to 43. This is Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, just before he goes to the cross to redeem us from sin. It's going to be a very difficult process for him. It's going to be painful. It's going to cost him. Uh, and let's see how Jesus deals with this situation. It says, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cap away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, and strengthen him. Jesus is torn between options, the will of the Father and his will as a human being. The will of the Father and his will. So he has to make a choice which will he will submit to, whether the Father's will or his own will. Choices. So we see even Jesus is faced with choices. And finally, let's go to the end of the Bible, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelations, and see what the Holy Spirit says about choices. Revelations chapter 22, verse 17. These are part of the last words you read in the Bible. This is just about, I think, five verses before the end of the Bible. Revelations 22, verse 17, it says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Choices. If you want it, you can take it. If you want the river of life, the water of life, you can take it. If you want eternal life, you can take it. All these three passages talk about choices. So from these three passages, we learn a few things about the way God created us and the way he expects us to respond to life. We are created for three purposes. We are created with a free will. Everybody say free will. 
Your will is the part of you that decides what to do. The part of you that decides what to do. I will. And when we say free will, it means that that will is free. God will not impose his will on you. We are created with a free will. Secondly, we are created with a conscience to know right from wrong. We have the ability to look at two options and know what is right from what is wrong. That does not mean that when we know the right from wrong, we'll choose the right. We'll just know it, but sometimes we choose the wrong. We have the ability to know the right from the wrong. We have a free will. We have a conscience. We can know the right from wrong. And thirdly, we are created to do God's will willingly. God will not impose his will on us. He will persuade us. He will call us. He will instruct us. He will discipline us. But he will not force us. So, if you have a free will, you have the ability to know the right from the wrong, and God is not going to impose his will on you, it means that there is something that you must do, that I must do to exercise my will to make a choice. And in life, you're going to be faced with the pressure of choices. Now, when you're faced with choices, you may decide not to choose. But not choosing is a choice. You know, because sometimes when, when you, you take an exam or you're taking a questionnaire, they will, they will say, they ask a question and they will say, A, and they give you the option. B, they give the option. C, option. D, option. Then the E, they say none of the above. None of the above is also a choice. So, not choosing is a choice. Deciding when you, for example, when you wake up, uh, in the morning and and especially when you have to do something very early in the morning you wake up and you know you must get up but part of you also says just lie down for the next five minutes and 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 just get last minute of 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 sleep now the question is if if three four five six seven eight hours of sleep didn't do it do you really think five minutes of sleep will get it done I mean, it's your body playing tricks on you. You know that. But many times you say, okay, 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 okay. Let me just close my eyes and I'll open it five minutes. And you and I know normally it's not five minutes. By the time you wake, open your eyes, it's one hour later. And you are late for the appointment. And in Ghana, when you are late for appointment, you always have a constant alibi. Traffic. Thank God for traffic. Because when, when you are late, you never say, I overslept which is normally what happened. Or I didn't plan ahead of time. I didn't iron my clothes last night because I was going to go out early this morning. Those are choices. It's not just the traffic. Even the traffic. We have a choice whether to let it catch us or not. Depend on when you set out. Because the traffic doesn't run 24 hours. There are times in the day when there is no traffic. And if you set out early enough, you will be on time. So it's a choice. It's a choice. Now, when faced with choices, sometimes 
we get paralyzed and we don't know what to do. In order to simplify what I'm teaching, I'm going to focus on the critical choices that we have to make in life. I'm not going to talk about what toothpaste to use and, and what shoe to wear, whether you wear brown shoe on your right and, and, and uh, black shoe on your left. That, that, that's your option. Maybe you like fashion, so you like different color shoe. Uh, I'm not talk, going to talk about what shirt to wear because much of those choices are important. They are normally ve not very consequential to life. They, they just give you a little variation. But there are some critical choices that you have to actively participate in and you have to really consider how you exercise the options that are faced with us. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebe, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensa Otterville. Email Otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.